We'll intervene whenever we decide it's in our national security interest to intervene. And if you don't like it, lump it. The problem with America is not that we go around marauding around the world imposing ourselves. Mm. The problem with America in the last 10, 15 years since the end of the Cold War, really in the last 60 years, is that we've been too slow to get involved. I don't know how many Iraqi civilians were killed, but I can assure you that the number is the absolute minimal that it's possible uh, in modern warfare. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. Now, that land over there is yours. You'll go back to it one day because your fight will prevail and you'll have your homes and your mosques back again because your cause is right and God is on your side. Welcome to the Darkened Hour. Welcome to another episode of the Darkened Hour. I'm your host, Adam Fitzgerald. Uh, this is a very special Thanksgiving Eve episode that we will be talking about, and it will be one of my longest and most comprehensive episodes I've ever done. And I think the reason why I wanted to do this was because the telling of this story, uh, unfortunately, has been told by many people that I would never recommend as somebody who are serious 9-11 uh, advocates or experts, self-proclaimed experts that they are. And that is the story of urban moving systems. Uh, the telling of this story over the years have been told by people who hide behind the badge of anti-Zionism when in general they are on their face anti-Jew. And maybe one of the reasons why there have been so many people that have been telling the stories so that you won't look into the honest account of one of the most mysterious and most nefarious uh, parts of 9-11, and that is Israeli intelligence. It is also the most obscure. And so much of the information I'm going to be using in this episode is derived from the FBI redacted report regarding the high fivers, and that is what the FBI called them, the media called them the dancing Israelis, as well as the East Rutherford Police Department report. Now, both reports are redacted. And I'm going to be using also to fill in some of those blanks, primary source news articles and news audio in the telling of a story that is, again, unfortunately told by people with nefarious purposes. I'm also going to be reading partly from my article in which I wrote about the Israeli urban moving system company that I did two years ago, but I'm going to be using much of the information regarding a number of areas in which speculation will not be used in the telling of the story. So everything you're going to be hearing in today's audio are from primary source material in which I will provide in the bottom of the description. Uh, the other tower just blew up. I mean, a, a huge hole just blew up in the other tower, the tower that the plane flew in. There's a, there's a huge hole in that. And then the other World Trade Center tower blew up. There, there is another huge area damaged by an explosion on the other tower, not the tower that the aircraft hit, 
that also appears to range over maybe 15 to 20 stories at the least, some sort of secondary explosion in the other tower. The reading of the following is from the September 11, 2001 FBI redacted report. Quote, Maria woke up approximately 7.30 a.m. She recalls the time because her husband woke her up as he got prepared for jury duty in New York, New Jersey. As her husband was showering and getting dressed, Maria prepared the coffee and placed a bagel in the oven. Her husband went downstairs to purchase a newspaper at the store located on the ground floor of the apartment complex, which is Doric Towers, located at 100 Manhattan Avenue in Union City, New Jersey. Her husband left for jury duty at approximately 8.25 a.m. She then telephonically contacted General Can Company for a cab to take her son, Redacted, to Redacted. After she contacted the cab company, her son waited inside the lobby for the cab. At approximately 9 a.m., redacted in apartment redacted called Maria to tell her that she saw smoke coming from the World Trade Center. Maria grabbed her Binolux binoculars in order to see the World Trade Center closely. Maria recalls that she was listening to 1010 Winds AM and she did not hear any information regarding the World Trade Center. She recalls that the sun had risen and that it was a clear day and that there was no fog or clouds. Using her binoculars, Maria looked through her rear window. Then she opened the balcony door and walked onto the balcony. As she looked in the direction of the World Trade Center, she observed three males kneeling on the roof of a white van in the rear parking lot of her apartment complex, the Doric Towers. She noticed them, and it appeared they noticed her. Maria recalls that all of the men's, all of the males were white males in their mid-20s, no facial hair, no glasses, clean cut, no hats, all wearing short sleeve shirts with lean bills. She recalls that male number one had light hair, which was cut very short. The top of his hair appeared somewhat curly or wavy. He was wearing a white t-shirt and light blue jeans with a hole in the left knee. He was also smoking cigarettes. She believes that she has the best memory of this male. Maria cannot recall too many specifics regarding male number two. She believes that she has the weakest recollection of this male. Maria recalls that the third male, male number three, had dark colored short hair, which appeared to be straight. Maria noticed that the white van on which the male, males were standing up and kneeling appeared to be a box van. It did not have windows on the side of the van and it reminded Maria of a phone company van. The van was not parked perpendicular to the fence. Instead, the front of the van was faced in the southeast direction. Male number one knelt on the roof above the front passenger side of the vehicle and he faced the apartment complex. Male number two knelt on the roof above the front driver's side of the vehicle and he faced the apartment complex. Male number three knelt on the rear portion of the roof of the vehicle and he faced New York City. 
Male number three appeared to be taking still photographs and video of males number one and number two with the World Trade Center in the background. All three of the males appeared to be jovial. They smiled. They hugged each other. And they appeared to be giving high fives to one another. As the vehicle pulled away, Maria recorded the license plate on a small piece of paper contemporaneously. She recorded the New Jersey license plate number as being JRJL3Y. She later provided this piece of paper to Special Agent Redacted. Maria did not contact the local police department at that time. Instead, she waited until her husband returned from jury duty. She informed him of the incident, and he suggested that they contact local police. Also from the East Rutherford Police Department report. On September 11, 2001, Redacted heard of the attacks on the World Trade Center and drove from his residence in Liberty State Park, New Jersey, in order to give blood. He arrived at Liberty State Park sometime around 10 to 11 a.m. Approximately 20 to 30 minutes later, Redacted observed a truck enter Liberty State Park. The truck was now either a 2000 or 2001 model year GMC box truck with dual rear wheels. The box had rivets on the outside, which indicated to Redacted that the inside was lined with wood. There were silver caps on the top front corners of the box and the rear had a roll-up door. The box was approximately 14 feet high and 16 to 18 feet long, similar to dimensions of a rider rental truck. The side of the box had a sign which said Urban Moving in black letters. Redacted did not recall the exact words, but recalled it contained wording to the effect of Urban and a moving company along with an unrecalled telephone number. The truck had no apparent dings, dents, or scratches in it and was remarkably clean for a moving truck. The truck backed into a parking space near the pier within 50 feet of the water. Redacted did not see anyone exit the vehicle. Redacted recalled that the urban moving truck left Liberty State Park just after an announcement was made to close Ellis Island. At this time, Redacted saw three males approach and enter the vehicle. Redacted viewed the males from a distance of 40 to 45 yards. Redacted described the driver of the van who had skin tone, which could have been of Mexican origin. He looked light and didn't look like he would work as a mover. He wore faded blue jeans, wore a white short sleeve t-shirt and a black vest, possibly leather. He also wore a black fanny pack. Scott DiCarlo would report in the East Rutherford Police Department report on September 11, 2001, the following. While diverting traffic, this officer was informed by dispatch of a national broadcast related to the terrorist attacks earlier in the day. The information relayed was to be on the lookout for a 2000 Chevy van color, white New Jersey registration, JYJL3Y, occupied with approximately three or more individuals. 
A short time later, this officer observed the van traveling quite slower than the rest of the traffic east towards me on the service road that appeared to be a newer model Chevy with at least two occupants. I immediately informed Sergeant Dennis Ravelli, the officer in charge of the scene, of the possibility of a match on the vehicle. As this officer approached the vehicle, it did not observe a front license plate. I went to the rear of the vehicle and observed the license plate JRJL3Y. I felt the one letter difference in the plate could have been a mistake and requested a confirmation. The return transmission revealed the plate on the van matched the broadcast. So at the time, I returned to the driver's side door and requested the driver to stop the vehicle and exit. The driver did not immediately exit the vehicle and was asked several more times, but he appeared to be fumbling with a black leather fanny pack type of bag. This officer then forcibly removed him. Sergeant Ravelli removed the passenger and one other passenger from the side of the van with minor assistance from the officer in training, T. Yarmacone. The other two occupants were removed and placed on the grass off to the shoulder, and this officer read all five individuals their Miranda rights. The officer noticed that the detainees on the ground were complaining about their treatment. All occupants were transported to the state police facilities inside Meadowlands Sports Complex by state troopers to await the, arri the arrival of the FBI. The occupants, driver Sivan Kurzberg, addressed given 100 Lawrence, Brooklyn, and Pachika, Israel, wearing blue jeans, torn knees, and a gray and black t-shirt. Yaron Schmel's address was 1345 Drexel Avenue, number six, Miami Beach, Florida, 33139. He was wearing jeans overalls. Paul Gersberg gave no address and was wearing a pink shirt and blue jeans. Oded Elner gave no address and was uncertain of clothing description, but individual was holding an American Express card, number 37551-809-2154-895. Omar Gabriel Mamari gave an address of 509 West 212th Street, Manhattan, New York. His only personal belongings were a pack of cigarettes and black sunglasses. I am not sure of the position of the other, other passengers. This report was by Sergeant Dennis Rebelli of the East Rutherford Police Department taken on September 11, 2001. Police officer DeCarlo advised me that the plate, New Jersey registration JRJ L3Y is one number off. He then contacted headquarters and then it was confirmed that the plate on the side of the vehicle was in flack a plate that the FBI had stated in the broadcast. While police officer DeCarlo was removing the driver of the vehicle, I removed the front seat passengers. As I was removing the front seat passenger, Sivan Kurzberg, he stated, we are Israeli. I'm sorry, Paul Kurzberg. 
the front passenger. He stated, we are Israeli. Later on, another Israeli, Oded Elner, was identified through his Israeli passport. He advised me that they were on their way to Lawrence Street in Brooklyn, where they were staying with a roommate. He did not have the exact address. Captain Felton and Detective Yarmakone arrived at the scene. All five males were handcuffed, and police to Carlo read them their Miranda warnings. All five spoke and understood English, and they acknowledged their understandings of Miranda. FBI agents responded and took over the scene. All five were separately then transported by the state police facilities in the Meadowlands Sports Complex by state troopers. Prior to the transportation to the state police facilities, this officer was told without question by the driver, Sivan Kurzberg, the following. We are Israeli. We are not your problem. Your problem is our problems. The Palestinians are the problem. I was also told by Yaron Schmel, we were on the West Side Highway during the incident. The black bag that the driver was fumbling with contained all his belongings. Oded Elner was in possession of a white sock, which was filled with $4,700 in cash. This officer did not speak to special agent in charge, Kevin Donovan, and there were many other agents involved in the investigation. 4.30 p.m., WBZ Boston anchor Joe Shortsleeve was reporting when he detailed the following regarding the Israeli moving company, Irving Moving Systems. Now, a source tells WBZ and the, that the FBI has issued a nationwide all-points bulletin for a van that may have been involved in this attack. It's described as a white Chevrolet van with New Jersey tags. It has the words urban moving system or systems written on the back of it. From the FBI redacted reports dated September 12, 2001, Newark, FBI to national security. Email national security from Newark FBI. On September 12, 2001, a complaint from Redacted was received by telephone to the FBI. It was a mail. The mail called to report that he was in Liberty State Park, Marine Terminal Building on 9-11, and noticed a white, big 2000 Chevy van or panel truck, possibly a U-Haul truck with the words, Irving Moving Systems, in black lettering along the side. Redacted mentioned that later he was in the vicinity of the Port Authority George Washington Bridge when he noticed someone wearing a Bergen County fireman's uniform. He stated that he was unaware that Bergen County had a fire department. Page 28 of the FBI Redacted report would encapsulate why the detention of the dancing Israelis were important enough and warranted a more thorough investigation. An FBI agent conducted an interview with a female named Redacted. She stated that she observed a white car in the far southeast corner of the rear parking lot on the morning of September 11, 2001. An unidentified female was taking photographs of New York. In the next one and a half pages of the FBI report are currently redacted. Obviously, a detailed summary was given as to why they were held 
due to the suspicion regarding foreknowledge of the attacks. Later on, on September 12, 2001, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, would have a short lecture at Bar Ilhan University, where he would say, quote, we are benefiting from one thing, and that is the attack on the Twin Towers and Pentagon and the American struggle in Iraq. Netanyahu also reportedly stated that adding these events would swing American public opinion in our favor. The Bergen Record, a New Jersey publication, would say, quote, the next day it will be reported that bomb-snipping dogs reacted as if they had detected explosives. An investigator high up in the Bergen County law enforcement hierarchy will say in 2006, there are maps of the city in the car with certain places highlighted in the urban moving system vehicle. It looked like they were hooked in with this, referring to the 9-11 attacks. It looked like they knew what was going to happen. It looked like they knew what was going to happen when they were at Liberty State Park. End quote. From the FBI redacted reports dated September 13, 2001. Redacted resided at Union City, New Jersey, and was interviewed at the above stated residence during the course of a canvas conducted on September 13, 2001, sometime around or soon after midnight of the previous day. The canvas was conducted to determine whether anybody residing at the Doric Towers could identify any of the five individuals appearing in two pages of photographed copies shown to them. The copies were shown to the interviewees regarding the five Israelis, including blank, merely identified the persons pictured as persons one through five. The copies did not provide any names, nor was offered to the interviewees. After being advised of the official identities of the agents and purpose of the interview, Redacted provided the following information. Redacted definitely saw the individual identified in the photographs as number five within the apartment building at around 3 p.m. on September 10th, 2001, the day before the interview, as well as here and there during the preceding weekend. The individual was observed entering the elevator in the lobby along with another individual with whom he was conversing, perhaps in Spanish. The manner in which the two men were speaking suggested that they knew each other. The second man was not within the pictures presented. There was also a long redaction, about seven sentences long, preceding this comment. The interviewee stated that he could not recall the nature of the work the men started the men stated he was performing. Asked to further identify the two men he saw, the interviewee provided the following description of the man recognized as number five, Sivan Kurzberg. Later on, George Bush, immediately after the attacks, would give an announcement. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward, Earth. and freedom will be defended. Earth. I want to reassure the American people that full, the full resources of the federal government are working to assist local authorities.
to save lives and to help the victims of these attacks. Make no mistake, the United States will hunt down and punish those responsible for these cowardly acts. I've been in regular contact with the Vice President, Secretary of Defense, the National Security Team, and my Cabinet. We have taken all appropriate, appropriate security precautions to protect the American people. Our military at home and around the world is on high alert status. As the reports were coming in from intelligence agencies here in the United States regarding a foreign intelligence ring and that they may have had foreknowledge of the attacks, George Bush would later give an evening broadcast that would basically talk about those who harbor terrorists and the unwillingness to compromise with them. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. I appreciate so very much the members of Congress who have joined me in strongly condemning these attacks. And on behalf of the American people, I thank the many world leaders who have called to offer their condolences and assistance. America and our friends and allies join with all those who want peace and security in the world. And we stand together to win the war against terrorism. Tonight, I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve. From the FBI redacted reports on dated September 14, 2001. Finally, a personal notebook in a leather case opined to belong to one of the dancing Israelis also contained telephone blank in which half of the page is redacted. Furthermore, on September 11, 2001, redacted of the Pennsylvania State Police detained a yellow box truck upon the request of Newark, redacted inspected the vehicle and determined that the vehicle's two occupants, Roy Barak and Modi Bupol, these names are redacted of the reports. Both identified as Israeli nationals were on their way to Columbus, Ohio, when Newark later questioned Dominic Souter, the manager of Urban Moving Systems, about the vehicle's presence in Pennsylvania. Souter's name is also redacted. He could not offer an explanation. And according to the moving company's Dominic Souter, the two occupants and their vehicle was supposed to complete a moving job in a different part of the country due to the fact that due to the day's events, there would be no moving clients outside of the state of New Jersey. A search for UNI for any references to redacted revealed one possible reference, the investigation to born the two men, Butbull and Barack, which further identified them as Israeli nationals. 
Similarly, Newark also received reports from law enforcement officials in New England that a second vehicle displaying markings for urban moving systems was noted to have stopped somewhere between New York and Boston on September 11, 2001, for the purpose of asking for directions to Boston, Massachusetts. The occupants of the second UMS vehicle were also identified as Israeli nationals. American Airlines 11 and United Airlines Flight 175 flew out of Logan in Boston, Massachusetts. On September 14th, Special Agent Redacted of the FBI conducted the following investigation. This would be Kevin Donovan. Assistant U.S. Attorney Michael Chertoff gave Kevin Donovan verbal authority for the retrieval of any and all information electronically stored in the three cellular telephones found to be located inside a white van bearing New Jersey registration JRJ L3Y. This vehicle was seized and its occupants were detained as part of the investigation of the bombing of the World Trade Center. Assistant U.S. Attorney Michael Chertoff began the application process for a search warrant for the information, but advised that the risk of losing this information due to loss of battery power would be basis for exigent circumstances. On September 14, 2001, Redacted was interviewed by Special Agent Redacted of Newark and Redacted from Port Authority Police Department. Having been advised of the identities of the investigators, Redacted provided the following information. Redacted had lived with Kersberg, Paul, and Sivan in Brooklyn, New Jersey, 11218. Since Redacted. Redacted lived in Brooklyn, New York from Redacted until Redacted. Redacted met both Kersberg brothers several months later. Redacted currently lives in Brooklyn, New York, in which the address is Redacted. He considers both Kersberg brothers to be the quietest of friends. Other friends would label them as very shy and not outspoken and did not mention their ages or their names, full names, to those who would go to meet them. On the morning of the attack on the World Trade Center, Redacted received a call at work from Redacted, refers to Redacted, asked if she was okay, and asked if she, now this is a long redaction, about four sentences long, thinks that she receives the call after the first explosion of the World Trade Center, but is not sure whether it was after the second explosion. Redacted stated that she knew about the World Trade Center attack prior to receiving the phone call from Redacted. Redacted called Redacted again between 12 and 1 p.m. Redacted said that they were closing work, that he was going to go home. Redacted asked Redacted if she or Redacted wanted a ride. There was also a long redaction of one and a half pages. Redacted has never seen Redacted with a camcorder, digital camera, or a camera with an LED screen. Redacted has never had any camera with an SLR, a single lens reflex, 35 millimeter camera. When Redacted visited several months ago, 
he saw that he did have a camera. September 14th, 2001, special agent redacted interviews, redacted about the five Israeli males in the photos, but didn't recognize any of them. However, redacted did hear about Irving moving systems. A tenant in apartment redacted called on Sunday, September 9th, 2001, and stated that he and his wife would be moving out of the building on Monday morning. Redacted stated that in the message that Irving Moving Systems would be moving them. Redacted thought this odd because they had paid to the end of September and had not given an earlier notice of his intentions to move. The couple are young and quiet. The man took a cab to the path station in Hoboken every morning, every morning for work. On September 14, 2001, Newark FBI to national security, what they found in the cab of the Urban Movie Systems van in New Jersey. Two Israeli passports, one German passport, one camera, an international student identity card valid September 20, 2000 to December 2001, an itinerary ticket from Olympic Airways, Dates, June 15, 2001, flights Tel Aviv, lands in Athens, Greece, on June 15, September 12, 2001, taking out a JFK, landing in Athens, Greece, then to Tel Aviv on September 14th. Another flight itinerary from Ista Lines, June 15, 2001, flight 302. Departing Tel Aviv, landing in Athens, Greece, June 15th. September 12th, flight 412 would depart out of JFK, lands in Athens, Greece, two hour, uh, six hours later. Landing, oh, departing Athens, Greece, September 14th, and landing in Tel Aviv. A notebook was found with separate torn out pages for numbers of credit card companies, janitorial services, and other moving companies. It was also a two-page letter written in Hebrew, a small diary written in Hebrew, a business card of Ista Lines, a business card of Adad and Associates Attorneys at Law, detailing in immigration, real estate, and foreclosures. Special agent redacted, interview redacted from Doric Towers at his residence. Redacted and is redacted are from Doric Towers. On the morning of September 11, 2001, redacted was painting an apartment redacted less than five minutes after the first plane hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Redacted comes to the apartment and informs redacted of the disaster. Redacted stands up from painting the baseboard, looks out the window, and notices three young men taking video and still photographs from atop top of the roof of the parking garage adjoining Doric Towers. He also sees a white utility van next to the men and a brown van further behind. There were no other people in the parking lot at this time. He believes this occurred between 9 a.m. and 9.10 a.m. Redacted ex exits the apartment and sees that the men and both the white and brown van are gone. Redacted said he did not see any writing on the van or any windows other than the glass on the driver and passenger sides. After questioning Redacted, 
walked to the parking garage with agents and described positioning of the van and the other van. Union City Detectives Bureau interviews redacted who lives at Dork Tower's apartment redacted. He reports that three light-skinned, clean-shaven males in their early 20s were wearing T-shirts and blue jeans, smoking, were taking still photographs and video, taping the destruction of the World Trade Center. She described the men being in a festive mood and high-fiving one another. At one point, the men took pictures from the top of the white utility van they had driven. Redacted was able to attain the license plate of JRJ L3Y. Redacted was interviewed at his place of employment, JNS Gulf, at 1324 Willow Avenue in Hoboken, New Jersey, where he pumps gas. Redacted stated that he is familiar with urban moving systems and that they had an account for gas with the station. They come usually in the morning. On September 11, 2001, Redacted was working in an 8 a.m. shift at the gas station. He stated that a white van belonging to Urban Moving Systems came in for gas in the morning, approximately at 8 a.m. He remembers that the driver was short, had dark hair. He remembers the driver because the driver has been to the gas station in the past and has spoken some phrases in Arabic to Redacted and does not know of any other people were in the van with the driver. Redacted does not know the name of the driver. He also does not remember the exact time that the van left. But he believes it was prior to the attack of the World Trade Center. Because after that occurred, every customer that day has something to say about the event. John Miller of ABC News on September 15th, 2001, would basically give an account about foreign entities like Al-Qaeda, who had earlier plans to use planes as weapons, and that these individuals involved with bin Laden could get money from a number of Islamic charities around the world. Um, I, I do want to ask you one more quick question, and I'd like to warn Brian Ross and, and uh, Pierre Thomas that I'm going to come back to you just for whatever you think it is that we need to know at this hour that we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, but John Miller, first of all, I want to ask you, I know you and I had a conversation a couple of years ago in which it was quite clear that the U.S. government, knowing that Osama bin Laden comes from a very wealthy Saudi family, uh, that they were going to use their connections with the international banking community to shut that spigot off. Clearly, they haven't, been, they, they haven't been able to do it. Why? And they did. Uh, they launched all kinds of uh, highly sophisticated technical operations to try and cut him off from wire transfers and accounts that were double-blind accounts and so on. But what, what they've come to learn in the intervening time is Osama bin Laden can send word out to wealthy businessmen on the Arabian Peninsula who are like-minded and sympathetic and raise great and amounts of cash you. very rapidly. And I think they were somewhat surprised at that, that they can cut him off from some of his conventional uh, sources of funding and he can go right around that and get funding from others. Brian Ross, what do we need to know that we haven't talked about yet? 
where's the money? Where did it come from? These uh, hijackers were uh, free spending. They paid in cash ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for some of their flight lessons. They had credit cards. Uh, how did they pay those credit cards? Where are their bank accounts? Where did the money in the bank accounts come from? I think there's a lot of that going on right now, Ted, that would provide the kind of conclusive evidence generally needed in a, a court of law. From the FBI redacted report dated September 15, 2001, Newark Division, with the assistance of the New York office, initiated an investigation predicated upon the detention of five Israeli nationals who may have possessed information about the terrorist incident targeting the Twin Towers of New York City's World Trade Center on September 11, 2001. The following sets forth a summary of the investigation to date. Another complaint, subsequent investigation by Newark Criminal Division agents revealed a second eyewitness who reporting having observed that a white man in the same parking lot described by Maria. This eyewitness, however, observed the van in the parking lot as early as 8 a.m. on the morning of the explosions on the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. A third interview later reported as documented on FD-71, having seen on September 11, 2001, a big white Model 2000 Chevrolet van or possibly panel truck or U-Haul truck bearing the word words Irving Movers in black lettering along the side. The vehicle was observed in the Liberty State Park Marine Terminal in New Jersey City, New Jersey, located across the Hudson River from the World Trade Center. Pursuant to this investigation, East Rutherford, New Jersey police authorizers stopped on Irving Moving Systems van at a pre-positioned roadblock which was occupied by males similar to those described by witness above. The van had been traveling eastbound along State Route 3 in New Jersey. Following the stop, police detained five individuals, all Israeli nationals, on the grounds that they have had information pertaining to the World Trade Center explosion. The matter was later forwarded to FBI Newark, and the individuals were detained based on violations of immigration status. At the time, of their vehicle stop, a search of the van and individuals was conducted. Seizure of the individual's properties yielded the following. A 35-millimeter camera, several personal telephone-style notebooks, backpacks, airline tickets out of the country, with immediate travel dates for destinations worldwide, Israeli passports, some expired, a German passport, thousands of dollars in cash, student identifications later believed to be false. Oddly, Equipment typically used in a moving company's daily duties were not found, including work gloves, blankets, straps, ropes, boxes, dollies, rollers, etc. Also not found was the video camera that Maria observed at least one of the males using to film the explosion at the World Trade Center. Focused on what might have been contained on the film in the video camera reportedly used by the Israeli males, Newark's criminal division interviewed each of the Israeli males. Though interviews and later polygraphs, it was determined that several of the detainees had, by their own admission, redacted. For instance, redacted was formerly employed as a redacted in Israel and later served as a redacted and performed redacted when redacted found Arabs who weren't supposed to be in Israel. Redacted had served in the Israeli army for three years. At the conclusion of the interview, redacted denied having redacted while residing in the United States. He also died having contact with redacted. Redacted 
also served in the Israeli military beginning in, this is a long redaction, about four paragraphs long. Redacted further lies that he had worked at the redacted Elat, Israel, a town later determined to be located on the border where Israel, Egypt, and Jordan meet. There, redacted was contracted, redacted, to redacted, and that he did not work directly redacted. Newark later polygraphed two of the five detainees on an issue limited to whether either had used a video camera in filming of the World Trade Center explosions. What followed is a half a page long redaction. Film obtained from the 35 millimeter camera of one of the detainees was later developed and processed by the Newark division. The photos clearly corroborate Maria's statements in that the Israelis are visibly happy on nearly all of the photographs. Furthermore, the photos revealed that the Israelis had taken photographs from both the top of the truck and from another location believed to be a parking lot near urban moving systems located in Weehawken, New Jersey. The Bureau should note that based upon the evidence recovery log as completed by Newark, it is unclear which collected items belong to which Israeli detainee. Newark also received information pertaining to another urban moving system vehicle, which had been stopped while traveling westbound by the Pennsylvania State Police on September 10th, 2001, the day prior to the terrorist attack. At 11.30 p.m., a Penske truck was stopped for a traffic violation. The vehicle was identified as having been leased by urban moving systems of Weehawken, New Jersey. The individual's questions were redacted. They were identified as Israeli nationals, advised that they were bound for Columbus, Ohio. The two men are Roy Barak and Modi Bukko. On September 12, 2001, the same truck was once again stopped while traveling eastbound in Pennsylvania. Roy Barak and Modi Bukko, the same Israeli nationals identified earlier, were detained. During questioning by the Pennsylvania State Police, both Barak and Bukko advised that they weren't in New York on September 11, 2001. A gasoline purchase receipt recovered by the Pennsylvania State Police seems to contradict their claim in that receipt, dated September 11, 2001, was for a gasoline purchase in New Jersey. Leads set to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, presently pending. Subsequent interview of the president of Urban Movie Systems revealed that Roy Barak and Modi Bupal delivery schedule for the morning of September 11, 2001 did not include any pickups or deliveries outside of New Jersey. Oddly, Roy Barak and Modi Bupal were stopped while traveling in the direction of the site of the hijacked plane, United Airlines Flight 93, that crashed outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Newark also received information which revealed that on about 1 p.m. on September 11, 2001, three dark-skinned males have been observed driving a white van bearing New Jersey plates on Spirit Brook Road near Nashua, New Hampshire, just outside of Boston. According to the report, the driver of the van appeared to be lost. The van had a sign on the side for urban moving systems. A search of urban moving systems revealed more oddities which caused the search team leader to characterize the company as a possible fraudulent operation. 
little evidence of a legitimate business operation was found. Evidence recovery agents did seize, however, 16 separate computer units used by Irving Moving Systems. The FBI presence at the Irving Moving Systems search drew the attention of the local media and was later reported on both television and in the local press. A former your Irving Moving Systems employee later contacted the FBI Newark Division with information indicating that he had quit his employment with Irving Moving Systems due to high amount of anti-American sentiment present among Urban's employees. The former employee stated that an Israeli employee of the company had even once remarked, quote, give us 20 years and we'll take over your media and destroy your country, end quote. Based on the odd circumstances surrounding Irving Moving Systems, the description of the alleged use of video camera by its Israeli employees and the observed positive reaction by the Israelis detainees to the explosion of the World Trade Center, Newark Squad C-9, special agent in charge, redacted, began to focus on the following. One, a search of UNI. For any references to redacted, revealed two possible references to investigations in San Diego, which further identified redacted as redacted. Two, based on information provided by the Miami Division, Newark detained redacted and interviewed four employees of Classic International Movers, a New Jersey-based moving company, which was believed by Miami to have been used by one of the 19 alleged hijackers in the terrorist attacks. All four employees, Israeli nationals, had served in the Israeli military and entered the United States from various locations south South America. Now, I need to remind people that the alleged uh, name of the alleged hijackers that used Classic International was not on the planes on September 11, 2001. DJ Thermal Detonator has done uh, enormous uh, work regarding the person uh, who used classic international movers to move. And it was not one of the hijackers, even though the FBI uh, stated that he was initially uh, on September 11, 2001, one of the hijackers, he was not. I'll continue to the report. Four, NS-2C, should also note that analysis on the information retrieved from the 16 computers seized from urban moving systems is presently underway at Newark's Franklin Township, Pennsylvania. Five, additionally, Newark office are making all efforts necessary to obtain the results of a follow-up interview as conducted by Newark division criminal agents, redacted and other witnesses who may be able to provide information indicating whether the detained Israelis were in fact observed the World Trade Center prior to the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. Newer criminal agents have been tasked with the following, to re-interview number of people at Dork Towers to verify the time of van sightings, to interview attendants at parking lots where Israeli personnel were observed taking photos and determine whether surveillance cameras may have recorded the event on film. To interview gas station personnel where Israelis purchased gasoline the morning of the terrorist attack. 
and to interview the individual who observed the van at Liberty Park on the morning in question. Priority Report, September 15, 2001. According to an FD-302 submitted on September 14, 2001, Special Agent Kevin Donovan of the FBI that the attached names, phone numbers, and dates were retrieved from three cellular phones from a white van and its occupants seized in the aftermath of the September 11th attack on the World Trade Center. Copy of referenced FD-302 was attached. Newark requests that indices, crisscross, and other checks be conducted on the list of names and telephone numbers and the results be provided expeditiously to Newark. These individuals, including those who had travel itineraries dated on June 1st and September 12th, as well as September 14th, to depart from JFK, New York, to Athens, Greece, to Tel Aviv, Israel, for three of the detainees. September 15th, 2001, FBI redacted report. At approximately 3.45 p.m. on September 15, 2001, redacted from Oxford Health Plans, located at 10 Tara Boulevard in Nashua, New Hampshire, was interviewed at her place of employment. After agent was advised of the, after redacted was advised of the interviewing agent and the nature of the interview, she provided the following information. That she works for Oxford Health Plans, an insurance company located in New Hampshire. Oxford provides health insurance to individuals and groups with their group's insurance providing most of the business. Redacted noticed that a vehicle belonging to Urban Moving Systems had appeared in media coverage surrounding the World Trade Center event on September 11, 2001. Redacted recalled that Urban Moving Systems held insurance at Oxford and verified that Urban Moving Systems continued to carry insurance through Oxford. After consulting Oxford legal department, redacted contacted the FBI in case information Oxford possessed regarding Irving Movie Systems would be of value to the FBI. Redacted provided information regarding Irving Movie Systems, as well as a second company, Schlepper's Moving and Delivery Service, aka Flat Rate Moving Systems, that ensured redacted and redacted employees of Irving Movie Systems. They would be Paul and Sivan Kersberg. This original copy of this information is included in the FD-340 accompany the original FD-302 copies of this information are attached to the remaining copies of this FD-302. There would be very few reports in the following days of September 11, 2001 pertaining to the Irving Moving Systems incident. However, from ABC News, John Miller would conduct a report at 2020, dated June 21st, 2002. This report would provide invaluable information regarding the nature of the company. The FBI needed the answers to three important questions. Who were these men? What brought them to that parking lot on the morning of September 11th? And did they have any advanced knowledge of what was going to happen that day? The men said they were just taking pictures at the time. They said they worked for a company called Urban Moving. 
The FBI obtained a search warrant for the company's offices. Two SUVs were filled up with between 9 and 12 boxes and computers. Not long after the arrests, the offices of Urban Moving were simply abandoned. Almost everything was left behind. In jail, the five Israelis were repeatedly interrogated and given lie detector tests. Stephen Gordon was their American lawyer. They were asked questions if they had ever been approached by or hired by any non-United States intelligence community. While there is still some debate among American intelligence officials, many investigators believe some of the men were part of an Israeli operation aimed at monitoring radical Islamic charities that support groups like Hamas, something lawyers for the five men and the Israeli government strongly deny. These five Israelis were not involved in any intelligence operation in the United States. The story is simply false. In the end, the FBI concluded there was no evidence that any of the five men had advanced knowledge of the September 11th plot. After 71 days, the five Israelis were deported, leaving some ruffled feathers among both U.S. and Israeli officials. According to federal officials, the five men have been barred from returning to the United States for 10 years, they say because they violated immigration laws. Bottom line, John, is there any evidence any of these five men knew about the September 11th attacks before they occurred? The FBI spent a great deal of time examining this question. It does not appear that they were in place taking pictures before the planes hit, but shortly thereafter. And they say they haven't uncovered evidence that any of these five men, and they did their backgrounds, they searched apartments, they telephone records and so on, had any advanced knowledge of the attack. From the New Jersey State Police memo, September 15, 2001, I received information from Redacted regarding the location of a warehouse for urban moving systems. Redacted, who is a worker for ADT Security Systems, advised me that Redacted following a sales lead for a new security system for urban moving systems on August 2, 21st, 2001. Redacted advised me the location of this warehouse was at the corner of Center Street and Gould Street in Bayonne, New Jersey. I then met with Redacted, who advised me that after reading the newspaper about the FBI searching a warehouse in Weehawken, which belonged to Urban Moving Systems, he remembered he received a sales lead for Urban Moving Systems. He met with two males of an unknown foreign accent at the warehouse. The warehouse was empty, except a forklift and garbage cans. George Bush addressed the media outside the White House on September 16, 2001. Quote, the American people are beginning to understand this crusade, this war on terrorism, is going to take a while. And the American people must be patient. I'm going to be patient. And I can assure the American people I am determined. I am not going to be distracted. and will keep my focus to make sure that not only are these people brought to justice, but anybody who's been associated will be brought to justice. Those who harbor terrorists will be brought to justice. It is time for us to win the first war of the 21st century decisively so that our children and our grandchildren can live peaceably into the 21st century, end quote. From the FBI reports dated September 15, 2001, Redacted was interviewed by Weehawken Police Department with Redacted on September 15, 2001 at 9.15 a.m., with being advised of the interviewing agent and the nature of the interview. 
redacted, has been a citizen of Israel and has been in the United States for a little over a year on a tourist visa. He was introduced to redacted in the early part of 2000 by his friend who used to work in the office of our removing systems. Dominic Suter has approximately 20 to 30 men working for his company. Most of the people working for him were Polish, Russian, and a few Israeli men who mostly stuck together. Redacted used to advertise in the Polish, Russian newspapers to get tourist visas visitors from those countries to work for him. This enabled Redacted to pay below the minimum wage and with cash as to avoid paying taxes and benefits as well. Dominic Suter would also refuse to pay employees knowing that they would not fight him since they are working on a tourist visa. Suter did encourage and engage in moving items for both businesses and residential moves. One of his smaller moving vehicles was a white van with no windows, as well as several large moving trucks. He did use several computers with internet access. Now there's another long, about four sentences redaction. Doesn't usually lend his vehicles out to his workers. He is very tight with his possessions and money. He does not make his workers get driver's licenses and they fill out three pieces of paperwork. It is unknown what this paperwork consists of. One way to obtain a driver's license quickly and easily is to answer one of the advertisements found in the Israeli newspapers. These ads give a number to call to Florida's driver's license in one day with no hassle. You do not need paperwork to prove who you are. It usually costs from $400 to $500. On September 17, 2001, George Bush would hold a press conference, quote, but as the vice president said, you know, Osama bin Laden is just one person. He is representative of networks of people who absolutely have made their cause to defeat the freedoms that we take, that we understand, and we will not allow them to do so. I want justice. And there's an old poster out West that I recall that said, wanted, dead or alive. I think this is a long-term battle war. There will be battles but this is long-term. After all, our mission is not just Osama bin Laden, the Al-Qaeda organization. Our mission is to battle terrorism and to join with freedom-loving people, end quote. September 17, 2001, FBI routine report. Synopsis. Report information received to employees of Classic International Movers Incorporated Detailed by the Ridgefield, New Jersey Police Department. On September 14, 2001, the Newark Division, with the assistance of the New York Division, initiated an investigation predicated upon the detention of the five Israeli nationals who may have possessed information about the terrorist incident targeting the World Trade Center. Attached are the results of a request to the Easy Pass New York Service Center. Requested were records pertaining to Easy Pass number redacted corresponding to the easy pass seized at the time of the arrest of the five Israeli nationals. On September 17, 2001, special agents redacted and redacted interviewed, redacted from Sea Caucus, New Jersey, after being advised of the identities of the agents, he provided the following info. Redacted provided special agent redacted with the surveillance videotape from his surveillance cameras. This videotape provides a view of the area surrounding the redacted and covers the dates September 10th and September 11th. 
Redacted is located near Irving Moving Systems and identifies movers from Irving Moving Systems by the orange shirts that many of them wear. Redacted read about the FBI's interest in Irving Moving Systems in a newspaper and believed that Irving Moving Systems may not be a legitimate business operation, but could not substantiate this claim with factual info. From the FBI redacted report dated September 17, 2001, redacted works for Helicopters Incorporated based at Linden Airport and having their headquarters in St. Louis. The company supplies pilots for news programs. On September 11, 2001, he was flying a helicopter that was covering traffic for 8.80 a.m. radio. He was south of the George Washington Bridge when he was, saw the first plane crash in the World Trade Center. The helicopter was in LaGuardia's Air Force airspace, and he estimated that the helicopter was approximately 1,500 feet in altitude. After seeing the first crash, he flew the helicopter toward the World Trade Center. He estimated that it only took a couple of minutes to reach the area. He hovered over the Hudson River in the area of the Holland Tunnel. He remained there for the second crash. Within a couple of minutes, the NYPD ordered him to leave the airspace. He landed the helicopter in New Jersey and did not return. From the New York Post, dated September 18, 2001, quote, the Bush administration invited Israel to join a U.S.-led coalition against terrorism, and Israel agreed to begin Mideast peace talks if there is a 48-hour let-up in violence, officials said yesterday. But fierce gun battles raged in the West Bank and Gaza Strip despite Prime Minister Ariel Sharon's pledge and Palestinian President Yasser Arafat's renewal for a call for peace. Secretary of State Colin Powell told Sharon when Sunday night that Israel would not be welcome in a massive anti-terror effort. I'm sorry, would be welcome. But Sharon made clear he would not make connections or concessions to the Palestinians in order to bring Arab states into the U.S.-led coalition. Both Powell and Sharon expressed urgency in ending the nearly year-long Israeli-Palestinian violence. Arafat, in what was described as a greeting on the Jewish New Year, said he had again given Palestinians strict instruction for a total commitment to the ceasefire. But Ariel Sharon replied that there was no proof of such instructions and no evidence of an end to gunfire. End quote. September 19th, 2001, from the Newark Division report. On September 14, 2001, the Newark Division, with the assistance of the New York Division, initiated an investigation predicated upon the detention of the five Israeli nationals. The attached information reveals the Bellis Insurance Agency as the insurance provider of urban moving systems. On September 14, 2001, the Newark Division, with the assistance of the New York City Office, initiated an investigation into the detention of the five Israeli nationals. The following attachments pertain to two employees of Irving Moving Systems who were detained by the Pennsylvania State Police and later queried and questioned polygraphed by the Philadelphia FBI field office. Redacted stated that on the morning of September 11, 2001, after the World Trade Center attack, was struck by the airliners, either Roy Barak and Modi Babul stated to her that, quote, 
Now you see what they are capable of doing and added that the U.S. will have to get involved now, end quote. Following the interview at Redacted Residence, she was contacted by Special Agent Kevin Donovan, in which she provided the following information. Redacted stated that after learning of the World Trade Center was struck by airliners, all of the employees of Urban Moving Systems went outside of the building to watch. They stayed outside for a little while. Redacted told them to get back to work. When they went back inside, someone, possibly Redacted, went back to the warehouse to look for a television so they could watch the news at work. Redacted does not recall seeing anybody taking pictures outside the building, although she does recall that Blank had received a new camera the day before. Benjamin Netanyahu gave a statement at the U.S. Government Reform Committee on September 20th, 2001. Quote, this highly pathological aspect of Islamic militancy is what makes it so deadly for mankind. When in 1996, I wrote a book about fighting terrorism, I warned about the militant Islamic groups operating in the West with the support of foreign powers, serving as a new breed of domestic international terrorists, basing themselves in America to wage jihad against America. Such groups, I wrote then, nullify in large measure the need to have air power or intercontinental missiles as delivery systems for an Islamic nuclear payload. They will be the delivery system. In the worst of such scenarios, I wrote, the consequences could not be a car bomb, but a nuclear bomb in the basement of the World Trade Center, end quote. From the FBI redacted report dated September 21st, 2001. On April 11th, 2000, Muhammad Atta and Marwan al Shahi rented an apartment at 10001 Atlantic Boulevard, apartment 122 in Coral Springs, Florida, for $800 per month, while one of the Irving Moving Systems employees managed to live 38 miles away from Coral Springs. That would be Yaron Schmerl. Special Agent Redacted conducted the review of the white van from Irving Moving Systems in an attempt to locate the green lighter shown in one of the photographs and locate evidence of a video camera and to determine the accuracy of the time readout. An examination of the Canon EOS Rebel 2000 time date revealed that the camera's discrepancy translates that the time readout of 14 hours and 41 minutes late. On September 19, 2001, NS-2C faxed an Israeli press article dated September 18, 2001 to Newark. The article describes events surrounding the detainment of five Israeli nationals held for questioning as a result of the World Trade Center's terrorist attacks in Manhattan. On September 12, 2001, a Penske truck leased by Irving Moving Systems of 3 West 18th Street, Weehawken, New Jersey, was stopped by Pennsylvania State Police. The occupants of Roy Barak and Modi Bupal were arrested. With the vehicle was stopped a second time by Pennsylvania State Police, it was traveling in an eastbound direction. Statements made by the vehicle's occupants con contradicted documentation found in the vehicle, as well as statements made by Dominic Sooner, manager of Irving Movie Systems, as to the vehicle's 
true destination and purpose. The Philadelphia office is requested to conduct an interview of both Roy Barak and Modi Bopal for the purpose of exploring the nature of their relationship with Irving Moving Systems and the five employees of Irving Moving Systems who are being held on immigration violations. It also requested that Philadelphia interviews highlight issues of interest to the National Security Division to include any possible affiliation with Redacted. On September 20th, 2001, Redacted and redacted employees of White Glove Movers located at 930 Newark Avenue in Jersey City, New Jersey, were interviewed at their workplace and thereafter provided the information to special agents redacted and redacted. Redacted was born in Israel with her family immigrating to the United States some years ago. Redacted has dual citizenship and last visited Israel approximately March of 2000. She has been employed by White Glove Movers for a number of years. Redacted advised Special Agent Redacted that on the morning of the World Trade Center terrorist attack, she was in her office. She further advised that she did not see Redacted or his, and this is a three-sentence long redaction, who was also employed by White Glove Movers. Redacted was unaware of any video cameras on the presence of white glove movers or in the possession of redacted of redacted and recalled that there was a pair of skis belonging to redacted but could not recall what happened to them. No further information was provided. Redacted was born in Israel and is a citizen of Israel and is currently residing in the United States on an expired tourist visa. He recently lost his passport as presently attempting to file for sponsorship to stay in the United States. Redacted began working at White Glove Movers in March of 2000. On the date of September 11, 2001, he was on his way to work when he first heard about it. He never made it to work on this day. Instead, he returned home and periodically called work to make sure things were getting accomplished. Redacted spoke to Redacted by telephone from his home on September 11, 2001, only to check on the status of the day's work assignments. Redacted met Redacted approximately two years ago at a party in Brooklyn through a friend and was an acquaintance of Paul Kurzberg. Redacted described Omar Mamory as a clown and is not surprised he would end up in some sort of mess. Redacted was certain that Mamory is not capable or would ever have something to do with the World Trade Center attack. Redacted has no knowledge of any video camera he did recall a set of skis, but does not know where they are. From National Security NS-2C, Priority Redacted FBI Reports, dated September 21st, 2001. Synopsis. Advises Newark to assist U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service in any INS proceedings for the five Israeli nationals in detention in the Federal Bureau of Prisons in Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. Both Newark and the New York divisions conducted thorough investigation, which determined that none of the Israelis had any information or prior knowledge regarding the bombing of the World Trade Centers. Furthermore, Newark and New, New, New Jersey, the, Newark and New Jersey determined 
that none of the Israelis were actively engaged in clandestine intelligence activities in the United States. As a result of the above, Newark is advised to notify their local immigration naturalization service office that the FBI no longer has any investigative interest in the detainees, and that they should proceed with the appropriate immigration proceedings. Newark is requested to assist in the expeditious proceedings of the detainees and to advise FBI headquarters periodically of the status of these proceedings. FBI redacted report dated October 16, 2001. Prior to requesting a search of the premises of Emergency Systems on October 12, 2001, Special Agent Kevin Donovan of the New York Office of the FBI NK and Special Agents Redacted of the New York Office of the New York Office were invited by the Weehawken Police Department to witness a search of the Irving Moving System Warehouse conducted by the Weehawken Police Department. During the search conducted by the Weehawken Police Department, it was revealed that the building and all its contents had been abandoned by Dominic Suter, the owner of Irving Moving Systems. This apparently being done to avoid criminal prosecution after the arrest of his five employees and subsequent seizure of his office computer systems of members of the FBI and K on or around September 13th, 2001. In the FBI redacted reports dated July 8th, 2002. Synopsis. To report the collection of evidence from Israeli nationals arrested at Mount Holly, New Jersey, dated August 14th and August 15th, 2001. On August 14th, 2001, at approximately 10.30 p.m., redacted and redacted were stopped and found to be in possession of a rider truck with which overdue and reported stolen. Both were taken into custody and held at the Burlington County Jail. On August 15th, 2001, at approximately 4.55 a.m., Two individuals appeared at the Burlington County Jail and paid for the bail of redacted and redacted. These two individuals were also in possession of an overdue rental truck, which was also reported stolen. These two individuals were later identified as redacted and redacted. All were arrested and charged with possession of stolen property. These individuals were identified as Israeli nationals operating a moving company called Urban Moving Systems. The statements given to the arresting officers were inconsistent and did not make sense. All four individuals provided home addresses in Florida. The arresting officers could not establish any legitimate reason why these individuals were in Mount Holly, New Jersey. This information, along with two brief cases in their possession at the time of their arrest, are being provided to the Newark case agent. The circumstances and pedigree of these individuals identified seem to mirror the profile of these individuals identified in the captioned matter. It should also be noted that the initial traffic stop was made at the intersection of Route 541 and Holly Lane, which is approximately a half a mile from the residence of Redacted in Mount Holly, New Jersey. From Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu before the House Government Reform and Oversight Committee dated September 12, 2002. Quote, there is no question 
whatsoever that Saddam Hussein is seeking is working, is advancing towards to the development of nuclear weapons. Once Saddam has nuclear weapons, the terror network will have nuclear weapons, end quote. From the FBI's redaction report dated July 10th, 2003, quote, closing investigation memorandum relative to the FBI Newark division, full field investigation initiated on September 14, 2001, surrounding circumstances indicating that five Israeli nationals identified as being detained in conjunction with the Pent Bomb Major Case 182 investigation had videotaped the terrorist attack on the Twin Towers and may have possessed foreknowledge of the same. Note, Newark's initial investigation of the five Israeli nationals were conducted under the authority of the Pent Bomb investigation. Captioned investigation was initiated after the criminal investigation indicated a possible undefined intelligence affiliation with an Israeli intelligence service. Newark investigation found no factual or substantive circumstantial information to corroborate eyewitness accounts of the five Israeli nationals videotaped the attack on the World Trade Center. Investigation did find that still photographs were taken of the attack by these individuals with a 35 millimeter camera found in their possession. According to the FBI field reports, the eyewitnesses such as Maria and the other eyewitness of Dork Towers who saw one of the individuals videotaping the attacks and that two Dork Towers uh, individuals, separate individuals, saw a white panel box truck at 8 a.m. Both uh, all four of these investigations were rushedly shut down. And there is no given reason as to where this um, authority to shut down these investigations took place. But we do know that Kevin Donovan, the agent in charge of the uh, investigation into the Israeli nationals in New Jersey, um, was given orders to shut down this investigation. Uh, according to the FBI field reports, uh, dated on, again, July 10th, 2003, another complaint received by FBI and K revealed a second eyewitness who reported having observed a white van in the same parking lot of Dork Towers. This eyewitness, however, observed the van at as early as 8 a.m. A third complaint later reports seen as a big white model truck, or possibly U-Haul truck, with urban moving systems in black luring along the side, which was observed at the Liberty State Park Marine Terminal. Pursuant to all this information, East Rutherford, New Jersey police authorities who have reported on the matter of the urban moving systems will continue to assert that the Israeli nationals had more information to give regarding the September 11, 2001 attacks, which are not being reported 
by the FBI. And thus, the five Israelis were released under constant pressure from two unnamed U.S. congressional leaders and Dov Zakheim, along with Secretary of State uh, Assistant, Secretary of State uh, Richard Armitage, along with Harvard Chair and lawyer Alan Dershowitz, acting as a mediator between Newark FBI and Israeli interests. Just as they did coming to the United States, the Israeli spy ring involving front-moving companies like Irving Moving Systems and classic international movers that arose out of the shadows. And the Israeli nationals who were detained for 71 days, Sivan Kurzberg, Paul Kurzberg, Oded Elner, Omar Mamri, Yaron Schmerl, Roy Barak, Mori Bopo, in which they would be returned back to the shadows of Israel from which they came, seemingly forgotten as time passed forward. Or have they? While returning to Israel, some of those Israeli nationals that were detained managed to conduct an interview with an Israeli talk show. This was part of that show. And at that point, we were taken for another round of questioning, this time related to our allegedly being members of Mossad. The fact of the matter is, we are coming from a country that experiences terror daily. Our purpose was to document the event. The five Israelis were detained for 10 weeks and finally deported on immigration violations after the FBI cleared them of any involvement in 9-11. The companies of urban movie systems, classic international movers, and white glove movers, and the other moving companies that were found on the notebooks of the Israeli nationals. One thing was for certain that the operation, this intelligence operation that was seemingly handled by Israel, would always be kept moving from any investigation, including from the FBI, Newark field office, the State Department, and forever be muddied with fringe conspiracies and prejudice of Israelis by certain so-called professed experts in the 9-11 truth movement. And that's the end of this episode. I'm your co-host, Adam Fitzgerald. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. See you in the next episode.